The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. It's the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, 1500 AM on Podcast One uh, as well. Uh, anywhere you can get your podcast, that's where you can find the show. Uh, self-quarantine, Kevin Stanfield is on the show with me. Uh, Steph, uh, Kevin, what's going on, man? Well, it's, 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 it's more of a precautionary measure. I'm still yes, going sir. and coming as I please. I just don't have anywhere to go. (laughs) Exactly. There's nowhere to go. So here's the situation. Um, So, again, we're going to talk a lot about free agency and uh, what's going on and things like that. However, um, the first thing we're going to talk about, and we have to talk about it because the last time we did a show, things have just developed so quickly since then with the coronavirus and its effect here, uh, not only in the DMV, but all over the country and all over the world. Um, you know, to bring people up to date, I mean, where we are, obviously, in the DMV, people know that jobs are having people telework. The school systems have been closed. They may not even go back to school this year. Uh, right. So kids are home. Parents are home. Uh, and uh, there are some folks who are still working. I mean, one of the stations that I work for in the DMV, I'm still going there every day, but on a shorter schedule. Um, all my other media clients uh, are deciding to use Skype and Zoom and all the other kind of technological resources that we have. Uh, and Kevin, how has this whole thing been affecting you? Well, um, the interesting thing about it from my aspect, because some of my uh, other uh, ventures, they've, they decided to do the same thing and have insisted that they, did, they didn't say we were shutting down, but they've ex- insisted that I tell the word, right? Which is cool with me because I'm saving gas money, right? But the thing about being at home is I find out what's going on around here in the daytime. And I can honestly say the thing that affects me most is uh, telemarketing calls because I, I, the phone rings and I, if I'm around, I just, I just answer because I'm working on social security. Wait, you mean your house? You have a house phone? Your, your yes. House phone I, I, I'm one of the dinosaurs that still has a landline, you okay. know, <laughs> you know, so, and, and it has caller ID and all that, but. I, I'm, it's become a game with it to me because the, the caller, the, the, the scam callers have perfected ways of giving like fake IDs. Like, you know, they might call and say AT&T and then you answer the phone and say, hi, do you need your carpets clean? But I guess, you know, with them knowing that we're at home, the, 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 the telemarketing calls are going to increase because I got legitimately 20 of them yesterday. Sure. 20, call, oh, 20 calls. Maybe, now. maybe they now, know knowing, calling, and they're targeting the areas where people are home, and they're like, "All right, we want to call these homes." Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I, you know, a couple of them have told me, "Yes, you know, uh, we're going to take two hundred twenty-nine dollars off your bank account unless you click one now." You know, other ones are. <laughs> Hi, this is Windows support. You, you've been infected by a virus. Click two now. Give us your bank account information, and we'll you know, be able to clean it up for you. Yeah, so that's what I've noticed the most. You know, but. You know, I, I um, I've listened to the, the media reports, and this is gonna sound kind of weird, man, because I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but I, I do, you know, share. You can't believe what you see on TV. You can't believe the news, right? Because 
you know, especially a station, you figure a station that has a 24-hour news cycle. That's all they do, 24 hours. They got to right. fill that with something. With something. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're filling it with everything. So, you know, as you know, we'll, we'll tell you truth as we know it. And, and I really believe that this thing is going to have to run its course. I don't think it any is. amount of yeah. testing uh, is going to help it run its course. I mean, for, in terms of testing, uh, the people tested, confirmed positive being isolated, that will help. But the numbers are going to rise simply because we're testing more people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Oh, absolutely. So I, I mean, it's very possible that there are so many people walking around with this thing, they, and, and, and they say when you walk, when you have it, a lot of times you're not showing signs, and right. so you have it. There aren't any symptoms, and then a lot of people, young and or older and healthy, they it runs its course, and they're just fine. Like nothing ever happens. They they you know they don't they don't have any of these symptoms, and so we think that this person didn't have it. But it's like if everyone was tested, the numbers would be you know. <laughs> Sky high compared to the ones that it ends up being, um, you know, fatal. And by the way, we're not making light of the fatality. And for those who are in the age range, who you know exactly who 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 are in that um, you know danger zone. But like you said, at the same time, if if all you do is watch doom and gloom, doom and gloom, doom and gloom uh, news, ah, you're going to feel bad. <laughs> you're going yeah. to feel bad. Yeah. So that's why I, I strongly suggest. I mean, keep keep apprised of what's happening. Take all the precautions. This social distancing thing, not really a problem for me because I don't want to get too close to too many people anyway. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've been socially that's distant right. for years, actually. Yeah, so. for years. That, that's no problem. <laughs> but, but you know, I guess here's my advice. You know, I've, I, uh, I have not a doctor, but I have watched many medical shows on TV. So mm-hmm. my, my advice is pretend you got it and you don't uh-huh. want to give it to anybody else. It's not so nice. much the fact that you can, yeah, 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 you know, you just got to assume that you have it. But the That's thing really is, wild. even if it's not affecting you, you got you to gotta act like you still can give it to somebody else. So protect right. everyone else and you'll be okay, right, you know. Absolutely. And, um, and then we could do our best because we know that people are like uh, pretty much on lockdown and we'll do our best to keep your know, truth rolling and keep you informed and uh, talk about the important stuff, the, the transactions on the NFL uh wires and <laughs> exactly i can't wait for that and by the way we're going to keep you entertained because i mean there aren't any sports i mean we're recording this on a wednesday uh wednesday the 18th that, that means tomorrow outside of the, the playing games the first round of ncaa's were supposed to start tomorrow yeah right? yeah and, that's right that's and right. i love march madness and i love watching these guys play but that's not happening uh, no golf is happening uh, i was down in orlando this past weekend to cover the tpc sawgrass the uh, players uh championship and that's not happening. It, it didn't happen. They did the first round, then they were going to close it off to um, uh, spectators, and uh, and and then they decided to close the to not do the tournament and to postpone the Masters. And there's so many other golf tournaments. So I mean, sports have been affected. And the crazy thing is, is that sports has usually been the outlet. Sports has usually been the escape that we have yeah. from things. Uh, but we don't have the escape. We don't have that outlet. And so people are forced to, you know, talk to their families and walk and play and play, and play board games <laughs> and things like that. And so, you know, that's just kind of is what it is, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I've discovered, you know, my uh, I have a three-year-old grandchild. And uh, mm-hmm. she's been uh, in my presence the past couple of days. And I've she's discovered three already? Yes, sir. Oh. That's right. As, oh. as she gets older, so do I. I, I, I figured that out. That's like it's a direct proportion. So I'm headed to that age group that we got to watch out for viruses and things. But interesting, I've learned a lot about I've learned a lot about uh, Vampirina and uh, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, 
TJ Masks and oh yeah yeah and, yeah uh, that's with Outlet and Cat Paw Boy. Patrol. Yep. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, Cat Boy. Yeah, yeah. Got pet. You know, if you don't, <laughs> if our listeners don't know, this will give them something to research, right? You know, this, right. This is <laughs> and you know, special news bulletin. I'm not sure if you're aware that Tyler Perry is doing a kids show on on uh, Nickelodeon. Oh, and I didn't know. Now, interestingly, now here's the, the storyline. It's about a street smart young kid who goes to live with his well-off cousins. Huh. And I said, that sort of huh. sounds like the Fresh yeah. Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> <laughs> I said, can you do that? <laughs> can you do that? But apparently you can. Yeah. Because you did. So we definitely need sports, man, because without sports, I'm, I'm just stuck with all the rest of the stuff. Man. Exactly. And we've got sports for you. A lot happened in the NFL, and we'll get to Burgundy and go. But, I mean, just like the big news at this point right now is the fact that it appears that Tom Brady is expected to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, leaving mm-hmm. uh, the Patriots after 20 years. That's the only team he's played for. Here's the thing about Tom Brady. He's been in more Super Bowls than any other team in the league. As a player, he's played in more Super Bowls than any other team has Super Bowl appearances. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Outside of the yes. Patriots, obviously, because he's been the quarterback for uh, them through those nine. Um, and it's just really interesting uh, to see what it's going to be like to see him in another uniform. However, we've seen this before, you know, with like Montana, with Rice. We've seen guys who we're used to seeing in one uniform play for another team. What do you think about Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers? First of all, let me say, I did. I was mentioning this to uh, uh, to my wife the other day, and you catch it on Twitter, some of the comments at Stanfield, Kevin, that I said, it's not that unusual. And I went back to the history. I said, you know, Namath went to the, the Rams. Uh, Johnny Unitas went went to the, the Chargers. And Joe Montana went to the Chiefs. And she added, Kirk Cousins went to the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, yes, all the all the greats, all the greats. Right. Well, you know, it's it's it was a move that everybody around the league sort of anticipated. You could tell that the um, that the that it was coming to an end, right? You know, I I don't know who made who. I don't know if Brady made Belichick the genius or if, if, if Belichick made Brady the legend. You know, we'll find out soon. Right. But I do know that I heard um, Bill Waltz say it. I've heard Bill Belichick say it. And it said the key to keeping a, a, a good team is you get rid of a good player a year too early as uh-huh. opposed to a year too late. Right, and right. They were right on that, ve- that, that, that verge, that, the edge uh, w- with Brady because he last year wasn't his best season. And, and the writing was on the wall then. I know that the Buffalo Bills are happy. <laughs> yep. The Miami yep. Dolphins are happy. and. Mm-hmm. Whoever else is in that, the Jets. The Jets. You know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, some, so it's like someone else has an opportunity, possibly, uh, to, win, um, to win the AFC East. Because in his 20 years, they won the AFC East 17 times. Right. I'm going to say that one more time in case yeah. anyone missed it. In Brady's 17 years, the Patriots have won the AFC East 17 times in his 20 years. Right. That's a I think, percentage. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. I think it was hurt. Those other three. I, I can't. Well, last year is one of the years that they uh, that they didn't win it. So yeah, you know what can what can you say? What can you say if you're a if you're a um, Indianapolis Colts fan? You know when the heyday with Peyton Manning, you, you wish it had happened ten years earlier. <laughs> right. And yep. The, yep. the same with the Jets when um, uh, back. You know they had a pretty decent. Uh, 
uh, team back in the in the the, the early two thousands. But yeah, with, but, with Sanchez and uh, Rex Ryan, that whole right, team. right. The Rex Ryan team with the defenses were, were very good. I mean, they they went to the NFC the AFC Championship game with Mark Sanchez. Right, Mark right, Sanchez. right. So I mean, but they were only a Brady away. <laughs> you know, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, almost so Michael Jordan-esque in that, the fact that how many stars in the NBA didn't win a championship because Jordan got hot right. when he got hot, you know? Ewing, Barkley, you know, those guys, mm-hmm. you know, came up in, you know, that was the unfortunate part of their careers at the time. It was just, they were there. And it was a combination of, that's a perfect example, a combination of uh, Jordan and Phil Jackson, just like right. this combination right. of Brady and Belichick just held the league at bay for all this time. So, you know, the right. best of time. It's an interesting match. I'm not certain what the appeal was for, for Tampa. I mean, right. T- Tampa has great receivers. Uh, mm-hmm. That make Brady's job easier. Doesn't have a great running game, and the defense, you know, has seen better days. So I don't right. really know what the appeal was. Maybe it was a weather thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I great golf in Tampa, by the way. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it all works out, and we'll see if um, – uh, if they stack uh, uh, some more talent at the running back position and whether the defense can get any better. But like you said, he's got he's got really good receivers to throw to and, and a good tight end down there and O.J. Howard. And so we'll see how it all works. We'll see how it works. As long as he's not at, coming to the NFC East, I'm cool with it. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about a few other moves. Speaking of the NFC East, in a surprising move, didn't see this coming. Jason Witten is now with the Raiders. The fact that he's with anybody is is like, <laughs> not, I mean he's he's been a great player for them for so long, and you know he had his little stint with with you know the broadcasting, and for some reason they decided to bring him back for some reason. You saw how much good that did, you know. Um, I'm, I'm 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 telling you, I feel like his last. So here's the thing, and I, and I, and 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 Jason Witten again, great player, you know, in his time and in his prime. However. I'm I'm wondering if last year if he did less to help the Cowboys offense than he did to help, um, because it, almost in the same way where once Des Bryant was gone, but they brought in Amari Cooper, it opened back up again because just having him there and feeling like you got to get him the ball and things like that might have did more damage than help. And, yeah, uh, it certainly doesn't help the development of the other um, of the other tight ends. It was I, I I still don't understand this move. There's no rhyme or reason to it for me. Right. And so that's going on. Then you have the Jaguars trade Nick Foles to the Bears. And so you're wondering, all right, what does that mean for, um, uh, gosh, uh, what's the Trubisky. Trubisky. Yeah, for Mitch Trubisky. Because, I mean, he hasn't necessarily lit it up. And the Bears, I believe most of that fan base and the team feels as if they are just a quarterback away from being decent and being good. And so um, what does that mean for Trubisky? It, it, it's got to at least mean that he's going to get he's going to get pushed for the job. I mean, Nick Foles didn't have a great year last year, to say the least. He seems to only thrive when he's a backup in Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> so, so we'll see what happens with when it, when he comes in and he's pretty much, you know, the backup in Chicago until he unseats Trubisky, which probably won't take much. Yeah. You know, you, you, it's hard to tell with with um, a lot of these teams and their systems. Was it? Of situation, because the the knock that I heard more uh, frequently on on Mitch than anything else is he wouldn't throw downfield. He would always take the short option. He would never like let it let it loose. And mm-hmm. is that is that a, a result of the system he's in? Is are they telling him to look short first and ask questions later? What is it? And 
And uh, whatever system they ran in in, uh, in in Jacksonville, it obviously didn't work for Nick Foles. So, right. so you know, there, there is a trend in the league to try to take the player and force him into the system that you have in mind. And we saw that so many years with <laughs> at the helm, right, trying to make <laughs> the, the, the players fit into that system. And, right. and as opposed to uh, a guy like Harbaugh in Baltimore who looks at the talent he has and adjusts his game plan to fit the talent, which exactly. seems like that's a smart way to go. But that will be, inter- be interesting with, the, you know, the, league, the league's at, a, at a, a point right now where it's wide open. It's, it's, it's pretty much wide open. I mean, you, you see that, you know, with KC, the emergence of the young talent with KC in Baltimore, but it's pretty much wide open, and, and there's a lot of actions, a lot of activity. People are jockeying themselves, trying to make themselves better. I see that that the Cowboys made a couple of moves to sort of solidify their place. The one, um, of course, it was it was they had they had to franchise Dak. They had to sure, pull franchise Prescott. And if you look at the whole situation with the franchise tag, he can't be mad at him because I believe he, right. he would be paid along the average of the top five. Quarterbacks in the league, and, and, you know, and some would argue that he's not one of the top five quarterbacks, but he's going to get paid like he's one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he'll be paid like I'm sure that he'll love to. Uh, he love for you to argue that. <laughs> you know, so you mm-hmm. all keep on arguing, I'll keep on counting. And and mm-hmm. our friend, um, our friend Captain Kirk in Minnesota, they've um, you know extended him, which was to help Dak. But I was really, <laughs> really like disappointed that the Cowboys signed Amari Cooper to, I believe it was a five-year deal. Yeah, five-year, $100 million, I think, five, and, and $20 million each year. That, that was The amount of money was baffling to me. I, I thought that they would try to sign him. I, I, I always felt like, and I think I said this even when the Cowboys were going through the whole thing with Zeke, I always felt as if um, Cooper is the one you've got to sign first uh, because yeah. we saw what the offense was without a number one receiver. And, and how easily do we forget? I mean, it wasn't until close to that Thanksgiving game two years ago when they beat the Redskins, you know, they couldn't get anything together. And once they signed Cooper, he immediately clicked with Dak. And that, spe- that speaks volumes of the player that, that Cooper is. And last mm-hmm. year, that other receiver, Michael Gallup, he had a good year, but that's because Cooper's there. And so, I, right. think you've got, and so I think you've got to realize, you know, who who's the one that, like, gives you the most benefit. So I thought that they should have, got Cooper out the way, and then go ahead and go after Zeke, and then you franchise Dak. Um, but they did it in the reverse order, and, and that's fine. You know, whatever. I mean, it's not like I'm rooting for their success or anything. But um, <laughs> they, they got it all They got it all done. Um, but you said you were disappointed that they did that. Why was, why was that? Yeah, because there was, there was a chance that, that, that he might end up either in Burgundy or Gold and, and oh, yeah. go or somewhere else out of the division. And <laughs> right. I, I was so many times last year, the, the, the Washington secondary was looking at the name on the back of Cooper's jersey, and I didn't right. particularly like that. And, yeah. and something else that's interesting about the Cowboys this year is they seem to be getting all the drama out of the way early. Right. And there's nothing going on in the training camp, and I'm not, that doesn't make me too happy. <laughs> you know, we need. We were depending on um, on the cowboy for some drama. Now, now speaking right. of drama and staying in the state of Texas, are you familiar with the situation? You understand that 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 the um, they decided to trade DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, and it's interesting because they received David Johnson, who I think was benched last year, and they yes. get a second round pick in twenty twenty, 
and a fourth round pick in 2021. And I'm thinking, I think that uh, the Cardinals got away with uh, robbery here because DeAndre Hopkins, again, you know what you're getting. Uh, and you also know what you're getting in uh, David Johnson, and it ain't DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> right. and, um, and so you, 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 you get DeAndre Hopkins, you line him up uh, uh, opposite of Larry Fitzgerald, who, yes, aging, but still productive and still getting it done. And now with hit with even Larry Fitzgerald not having to be the number one receiver there anymore, that opens up more. And you got a young quarterback like Kyler Murray. They're trying to put something together there in, 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 uh, uh, in Arizona. Yeah, I give Arizona credit, but you got to question what's happening in Houston. Now, there's this report that I saw uh, on Twitter. It's, it's a Michael Irvin. I, I, I believe he was, he was working for the NFL Network uh, giving a report said that he talked to DeAndre Hopkins and okay. DeAndre wasn't bitter that he loved Houston, but he said that there was a definite, a definite disconnect between himself and the coach, uh, Bill O'Brien. It got okay. to the point where O'Brien was apparently feeling that Hopkins had too much control in the locker room. And huh. you mean he was and, a leader, right? Right, right. Leader, <laughs> leader to the point of he, of a leader like, like having followers, like right, you know, right. <laughs> people would listen to him and not listen uh-huh. to the coach. Which uh-huh. you know, I don't. Why, why would they do that? But right. I mean, and then it got deeper than that. And this is I haven't heard the entire report. I just heard a portion of it. Apparently, uh, Bill O'Brien called Hopkins into his office so they can quote hash this thing out unquote. And Hopkins said the first thing that he said to him was the last time I had to call a meeting like this, it was with Aaron Hernandez. Oh. <laughs> so he called him Aaron Hernandez to his face and said huh. a, a, a comment about, we don't need you and your baby mamas running around here disrupting the team. Wow. So, so and, and DeAndre Hopkins did not take kindly to this. So this is what Michael Irvin is reporting. So you, you, you're going to see I mean, if this guy was this productive in a situation where he obviously was like disrespected, mm-hmm. what's he going to be like now <laughs> in, in, right. a, in a situation where they where they just like, you know, play football? You know, it's, right. this, yeah, yeah. this is an amazing thing. How how Bill O'Brien still has a job. Bill O'Brien was the one, by the way, who uh, I believe was three seasons ago started Mike Glennon uh-huh. over Deshaun Watson. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, yep, yep. I think I think the first game of the season, Glennon threw four picks in the first half or something. You know, this, <laughs> right. As, you know so I understand. I've seen the, this, enough dysfunctional football to know that we didn't have the the corner, of, you know, the, the market corner of it, you know, mm-hmm. cornered. But uh, you know, well, man. <laughs> well, man, well, speaking of drama, let's move to another uh, dramatic situation with the quarterbacks, and so um, uh, the Carolina Panthers signed. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, whom I love, by the way. I love yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. He's now a Carolina Panther, and they say, all right, we give Cam uh, Cam Newton has permission to seek a trade. Um, and Cam goes on record and says, I didn't ask for this. You guys basically forced it on me. And um, I'm just like, huh, how did this get sour so bad? Although you could kind of see it headed there, that way this past year. Um, Cam, Listen, Cam got them to a Super Bowl. Uh, when Cam is good, he's good. But when Cam is off, he's off. And the, the inconsistency is an issue for Cam Newton. And some of the off-the-field stuff, like I don't really appreciate a lot of the whining and crying and things that he says to the media when they lose. And he pouts a lot, you know. 
I think he just. I, I think the Panthers are just like you know. I am ready to move on from this. I I would call him Moody. I, I would not. Uh, I would <laughs> that's Moody. And it's interesting the way they phrase things. They say like we've given Cam permission to seek a trade, mm-hmm. but Cam said I didn't ask. For permission. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have it anyway. It's it's really weird. And 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 I, I will say that the teams are more. Uh, uh, adapt at, at using the media as as opposed to what the players do. And and you know, if if I'm Cam, mm-hmm. I sit there and I'm and I'm quiet. I tell yeah, him yeah. <laughs> I, I can't find a trade. What y'all gonna do? <laughs> you know, what y'all gonna do? Well I mean you know I'm, I mean there's probably no shortage of teams who would be interested in a Cam Newton, like New England who suddenly has a quarterback situation uh, on their hands. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. And and they, they, like you said, there's there's a lot of options. Um, the Raiders, <laughs> I mean, but the Raiders, who did the Raiders just pick up? They did pick up oh, a, another um, quarterback. Or I'm did they? Gosh, he's a young guy. Uh, Marcus Mariota. Mariota. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, he's teamed um, up with yeah. Jason Witten now. Oh, boy. <laughs> that that, <laughs> that will do it. You know, yeah. well, are, are they officially the Las Vegas Raiders now? Has that happened? Yeah, they are. They are officially officially the Las Vegas Raiders. This, which is amazing. This whole thing is amazing. Right. Um, but you know, I guess we're saving the best for last, and and yeah, you know, bring it bring it home. Talk to talk about the burgundy and gold. Now, yes, sir. a couple of people, quite a few people are upset this time because they haven't made a splashy free agent move. I mean, mm-hmm. considering what we used to do. Yeah. It was like, well, it was like what, what, yeah. what the Redskins used to do and what they were oftentimes criticized for. I mean, one of the most mockable uh, quotes was, you know, we went, we're winning off the field, you know, and right. things like that. And it's like, you know, yeah, I mean, they win the free agency situation. Oh, let's not forget also the Bills acquiring Stefan Diggs. Uh, yeah, someone yeah. else for you know Josh Allen to to miss. Yeah, so it, it, it's so funny because. You know, we criticize for that, and then all of a sudden they keep it quiet, and everyone's like, "No, sign, sign, sign." Um, <laughs> it's a real odd situation. Yeah, you know, the thing is, they don't really know what they got. <laughs> they right. really, yep. they really they don't know. They don't know what they got. I mean, they, they, I think that they could stand pat, and it's just an automatic improvement by getting rid of the staff they had last year. I, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, what, what I saw out of out of the young wide receiving core. Yep. And and the veteran Adrian Peterson, yep. I, I I just saw some tweaking. I just saw the team. It was the attitude more than anything else, mm-hmm. and we saw that with with show, uh, Coach Canny, uh, Cali rather, when, when uh, he came uh-huh. in, that he changed the attitude and made them desire to be winners. You exactly. Know? So, you know, I I don't you know I, I don't know Ron Rivera. Never met the man. Never, I've only heard him talk a couple of times. Never seen him up close and personal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do know that that there's some talent on this team. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we and, gotta and, see and, what and, we got. Yeah, and that's what's. I mean, you know, we talked about. It. I mean, if, if you look at a position from position, it's like, are you willing to see what you have in Dwayne Haskins? Absolutely. Okay, so that's yes. fine. We don't need to, we don't need to do anything big there. Okay, perfect. Are you willing to say that your wide receiver uh, crew is is good? They're suitable. Absolutely. Yes. Um, is offensive line a huge huge issue? I don't think so. Um, do you need to find a tight end? Yes. So we yes. just went through the offensive positions, and we're fine for the most part with what we have and see how it plays out. 
except for at tight end. And you can make a you can make an argument at um at the left tackle position, sure. But he also didn't play last year, and it wasn't if that was the biggest problem, you know, on the team it was the coaches. To be honest with you, <laughs> yes. defense, you still like Deron Payne, you still like Jared Allen. I mean, they've got pieces, and so I'm right with you. I'm 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 with the let's stay put. Let's address some things through the draft. Let's not go crazy in free agency. Let's let the first week pass, see who's still, still out there, still around, and, uh, and then make a move then. Oh, and we still have a pretty high first-round draft pick as well. Hey, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's, now, it's, the issue that I will have after saying all that is, if the pick is Tua, that might be an issue for me. <laughs> oh, thank you. I can't, if the pick is Tua... You know what? I can't even imagine that. Let me, because my statement would have to be <laughs> imagining it and say what would happen. But mm-hmm. I, I cannot see it because I've I've seen Tua play. <laughs> you know, right, right, right. He, he throws a nice spiral. I played football in the army with a guy who threw a nice spiral. He hit me a whole lot of times. I don't think that <laughs> Redskins would draft him. You know, right. I I just don't see it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a good football player, but. The end yep. all and be all. And we've heard, how many times have we heard the same song? I heard the same thing about Marcus Mariota. Remember I heard the, the same conversation? Thing? I, mm-hmm. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, said, I heard the same thing about your Marcus Russell. <laughs> That's true. Big, I was, a big, big body, he can run, he's got a cannon for an arm, he's a no, he, you can't mess with him. I, yeah, I wasn't going to go that far. I was going to say the whole battle, it was, uh, wasn't a battle between the, uh, Winston and Mariota, were yep, they the same it. draft, pack, yes, draft class? Yeah. Yes, yes. So we've heard all this before. There is no such thing as a can't miss. There is right. no such thing as a can't miss. I mean, as Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah, is he's no such receiver he couldn't miss. That's right. Um, That's anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, there is no such thing. So, um, yeah, I, I, we, they're, they're, this draft should be idiot-proof. <laughs> this should be idiot proof, man. You know, and you know, we had to keep the old regime just to find out truly. But that right. yeah, I am I am more optimistic going into the season than I than I have been in a long, long and that's this is a lot coming from me because I'm super yeah. critical. You know, yeah. but I'm 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 really looking forward. I'm excited. I I wanna, you know, be able to talk to the fans and, and have good I'm 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 tired, you know, I love radio. I love doing this show. Yeah. I'm tired of coming on and trashing the team. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Want to talk about in. something, you know, positive. That's right. Remember when we went on our Super Bowl run before uh, before Alex Smith got hurt and we were counting off the, the games we needed to win before we were at the Super Bowl and yeah. the playoffs yeah. and all that? Yeah. yeah. Now, uh-huh. that's, that's entertainment, right? You know, that shows what the professionals, <laughs> you know, tuning our own horn, that shows what professionals we are. So we kept bringing the stuff, even though they were giving us nothing to work with. <laughs> right. Nothing at all to work with. But anyway, uh, we'll see. And so we've got the draft coming up. That seems to be one of the only sporting events not affected by the coronavirus. I imagine they probably won't have people gathered. They may not even have the, the draftees in attendance, but they still do it, and they can uh, without yes. that. And that's cool. Glad free agency is going on because you can do free agency without, you know, mass uh, gatherings and things like that. So it's good to see something happening that will take our minds off of it. Now, speaking of something happening, uh, how are you spending your time uh, at, at home, Kevin? Anything out of, out of the ordinary besides well, the uh, telemarketing? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working hard. You know, I, I have been like in my other ventures. Like I said, I've been assigned the task of working from home. So in case you're listening, I am putting in a solid eight hours. Uh, uh, <laughs> nice. working from home, 
and mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, watch, you know, keeping abreast of the news reports. And um, actually, thank, thanks to my wife, who I who I've learned in the past couple of weeks has a, a secret career as a doomsday prepper. Uh, <laughs> there, there hasn't been a lot to do. True, absolute true story. Uh, you know, we visit Costco every once in a while, and about a month ago. I was in the area of a Costco, so I went in, I got some things, and I said, you know what, let me go ahead and get the big pack of toilet paper. And I got it, and I brought it in the house, and she wasn't here. I unloaded it, stuck it in the corner in the basement. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, she does the same thing. Oh. <laughs> Before all this broke, she does. Now, look, I, I don't see y'all coming to my house asking me for toilet paper now. I don't do that, right? You know, I know y'all, y'all know where I am. I'm here. You know, if you're a uh-huh. friend, you uh-huh. come get it, you know, whatever, right? Well, I'll just let you use the downstairs bathroom. But yeah, so we've we've been um, you know, we've been in place, and uh, I think what I'm going to do in preparation for the for the next show, I'm going to not like uh, I'm going to not watch a bunch of movies so we can talk about that as a distraction, right? <laughs> there you go. So what about you? Well, I, I know that uh, the the that the uh, the fabulous Manny has been doing some homeschooling. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just not sure. Was he the professor? <laughs> well, know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, or the student? Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, because with Manny, it can go either way. Now, you know, yeah, he's, he's been doing he's been doing a little bit of both. Um, but yeah, no, he's been he's been you know doing the schoolwork and and uh, so I've got this. Um, the, 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 when they came back out with the original Nintendo, uh, yeah. I purchased it, and so he's been playing Tecmo Bowl and Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Um, oh wow! Uh, in his free out. time. Exactly. And so I've been trying to teach him all the techniques and codes and stuff with the game. And so we've been doing that a little bit. Uh, my wife has been teleworking um, for the last week and a half. They're on a telework only schedule. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so we've, we, we earlier today before we recorded, we all went out and took a nice uh, hour walk around the neighborhood and, and, you know, saw some neighbors and waved and said hello. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, and which was fine. Everybody was nice. And I discovered a new basketball court uh, a few blocks away that I didn't know was there because I just decided, decided to walk. And uh, and so I'll be playing some ball there in the next few days. Of course, right, cool, really. social distance basketball. And so oh, you know, yeah, yeah, we'll be yeah, playing yeah. against each other. But the defense will be uh, James Harden-esque, <laughs> where we won't really be checking each other. We'll let you yeah, go your, past. Your rebound numbers are going to skyrocket. I see that, right? yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's very cool. That's, That's very cool. Now, interesting. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Now, I was going to say my, um, my youngest daughter celebrated a birthday this weekend, and she had plans um, – uh, to go to Cancun. She and her boyfriend went to Cancun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we my family's pretty much fearless, right? We know we, we don't, uh-huh. like, tempt fate, but we're not uh-huh. going to, like, like hide and you know, cower in the corner of the basement. Anyway, sure, and sure. she took, you know, a couple of masks to wear on the plane. And from her accounts, the two things st- stood out. Well, three things, actually. No problem leaving the country. None at all. Mm-hmm. Like, you hear a lot mm-hmm. of reports of what's happening at the airports throughout the country, you know, no problem leaving the country. When they got down there, the coronavirus is on nobody's radar. Nobody. Wow, okay. Nobody's uh-huh. radar. They have extra hand sanitizer everywhere, which a lot of times uh-huh. they will have that at these resorts. Nobody mentions it. Everybody having a good time. Coming back into the country, mm-hmm. ghost town. Oh, wow. <laughs> ghost yeah. town, you know, an international flight. No problem getting through uh, customs. Hmm. Never been, she said, never been that, in, in that, that empty before. So she was wow. very happy she took the flight, you know, because she's a teacher. She teaches dance, and which cool. is hard to do uh, uh, <laughs> remotely, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know? So she's, she keeps in contact with the students, the ones that 
uh, fortunate enough to have uh, access to the internet. You know, we all mm-hmm. we, you know, we seem to think as a society that all people are online and all people aren't. Um, That's right. That's you right. Know, and I think because of that, a lot of people are going to be uh, healthy and happy during this because they're going to continue to live their lives as if nothing mm-hmm. is wrong because they're not bombarded with the cycle. Uh, you know, right, twenty-four right, hour news right. cycle. So, so and, there are people. And hopefully, that's world. what happens. I mean, right. and hopefully, that's what happens. I know when I, when I traveled to Orlando and we got all the news. I mean, going to Orlando, not crowded at all. The plane was probably sixty percent full. And same thing coming back. It was interesting because I did see. Uh, I didn't see a lot of people with masks and gloves, but I did see one young lady who had a mask, but it was down on her neck, like off her face, as if she got tired <laughs> of wearing it. And then there was another <laughs> young lady walking around with the mask in her hand. And I'm like, I don't think that's what it's for. Like, so anyway. It's just, it was, it was, yeah, it was just funny and weird. And then, Use a mask to open the doorknob, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So you know, that's cool. like you said, that's people cool. are living their lives. I think, I think, I think, from what I've been sensing from people that I've talked to and that I've seen out, like when we're walking and stuff, people have taken it as almost a, a reset. You know, um, uh, unplugging a little bit, and because after a while, you can only watch so much news about the same thing. Right. And people are just cutting stuff off, and they're going outside, and 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 they're enjoying family, and then and, and 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 friends and neighbors and stuff like that. And I hope that's what people are doing, kind of resetting a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, we really don't have a choice, right? Like I said, the 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 we get we got to not act like this thing didn't exist, which was for so long is the message we got from leadership. Oh, this is no big. Right. And I tell you the truth, I still feel the same way. I think that we have to take it seriously. But I think we have to take the flu seriously as well. Mm-hmm. And yep. you're talking to a person who's never in his life taken the flu shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> we gotta take right. this seriously. I don't want the shot. <laughs> yeah, I don't want the shot. I'll take it seriously. I'll just stay away from me. And like I said, you know, look at it for the example of I'm the one who has it, and I don't want to give it to you, right? So right. yeah, I think looking at it from that, I think we're gonna be okay because we, you know, just look look at it this way: when the aliens come and try to take over the Earth. We know how to be unified and get ready now. <laughs> you know <laughs> exactly. Before the aliens could pick it, us off one country at a time, right? Yeah. Exactly. Now here's the thing that's odd though. When you talk about, you know, and, and we follow all these things that this is how it can be transmitted. If you do this, if you touch this, or if someone does this, or someone does that, these are all the same ways the flu can be transmitted. And I feel like if we were to just clock the flu and how this person got it because this person was exposed to that person, and I was exposed to someone who had the flu, and then maybe I have it, we would be in panic about that too. And again, right. use caution, use your brains, be smart, but let's not panic. Like you That's said, right. let's, let's make sure, let's carry it as if I'm the one who's got it, and I don't want to give it to anybody else. And and the and the interesting thing about this, and of course, like I said, I, I, I watch a lot of TV, sh- you know, medical shows, and Scrubs is one of them, so <laughs> take it with a grain of salt, right, and mash. But the human body will eventually create a defense system of his own, mechanisms of, right. of his own for that. And once it right. gets out in the atmosphere, this will be easy. You'll start to see these numbers dwindle. The, the numbers, we can't trust the numbers. Like I say, everybody hasn't been tested. The more people tested, the more the numbers are going to go up. So we can't rely on that. Just do what they say do. Keep your distance. You know, maybe, I guess maybe something that somebody can do to like kill time is all the, the two-plot the two toilet paper you have. Maybe you can unwind it and make two rolls of one pot. <laughs> That's also very crafty. You know, you talked about MASH. Just one little quick side note. I had no clue up until a, book, a few months ago that the name of the theme song for MASH was Suicide is Painless. Yes, yes. That's an awful dark message, isn't it? <laughs> very much so. Very much Jeez, so. If you look, geez. yeah. 
that I don't know where that came from, what the the history of it was, but yeah, yeah, that's that's um, yeah, that's deep. <laughs> that's very deep. Yeah. And if you notice, right. the whole show match started out as a as a you know pure comedy with a little war sprinkled in. Then it got mm-hmm. very very dark as it got toward the end, right? You know, like main characters getting killed off and stuff. But yeah, suicide is painless, which. We don't want to leave. We got to think of something else funny. We can't leave on that yeah, note. <laughs> we can't leave on that note. We Jeez, refuse. We, we Listen, refuse. Man, we refuse. Spread all kinds of love, man. And and like you said, take care of each other. Check on neighbors. You go to the store. If you see plenty of toilet paper there at the store, don't take it all for yourself. Leave some for other people. If we all just take what we need and do what we got to do, everyone will have what they need. And uh, yeah, just help one another and, and take this time to disconnect and, and listen to the federal football report, right, Kevin? That's right, that's right. And like I said, I'm gonna go. You know, we gotta do our part too. Claude and I are gonna do our part. I'm not gonna watch movies and report on them for you. And, and Claude's <laughs> not gonna watch games and, and report on those for you. So we're gonna do exactly. our part. We're we're here for you from a distance, <laughs> but we're here for you. <laughs> yes. So this is uh, uh, Claude Jennings for uh, the socially distant Kevin Stanfield. Uh, it's the federal football report, folks. We'll catch up with you later. Be safe. Hi, this is Daniel Rue the Real GM Radio Podcast. And while the NBA season is still pretty new, there are some interesting storylines going on. And for me, one of them is, let's call it a shift in expectations, because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season, maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, this purportedly strong 2023 draft class, and going, hey, we could be a part of that. And that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams are over 500 with some nice wins. And this isn't fluke. They're playing well so far, and so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if see how it can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is, is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, matchups, news, in-depth analysis, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Can check in on your favorite games and events, including the baseball playoffs, start of the hockey season, MMA, boxing, and golf, plus sports podcasts. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts.